We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, November 23rd, kinda. <laughs> it's week 12 NFL podcast time. It's 10 games we're recording here on Wednesday night. First look podcast for football week 12, 10 games. Joined as always for football by my buddy Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, football, really good games, really bad games, really interesting slate. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting slate. This week is always crazy. Like content-wise, I always feel so far behind because we're we're all geared up for this Thursday Thanksgiving slate, which is always a ton of fun. Uh, and then the the Sunday slate just kind of gets pushed back a little bit. So more of a true first look this week for me. Um, just feel a little bit behind on content, but I've, I've definitely dove in a little bit and, and I feel like I have a good handle on it. Like you said, there's definitely some standout spots on the slate, but with basketball going on, big monster 14-game slate. We were just tilting over a little bit coming in here. All kinds of points uh, given up by the Hawks and the Pacers again. Almost another 300-point game in the NBA. Uh, just It's a wild week, but uh, we're, we're here to do it. Let's break down this Sunday slate. What's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Wednesday night. Um, how many of you in YouTube chat played Orlando Robinson? Raise your hand. All right, none of you. All right, cool. Um <laughs> oh yeah basketball is fun i man it's so tilting and it's so um, like tonight wednesday night is a perfect example of why i am a single entry basketball player dfs now like i I mean with with kids and just not having the time and all of the you know like all of the like in and out and all that fun stuff um i made more money on a single game parlay than i did in nba dfs tonight so Thank you, Florida, um, for getting us some some sports betting. But we got 10 games. My first full slate podcast, NFL, back in two weeks. Uh, we did the Thanksgiving podcast, three-game slate with Tim earlier today. And um, if you want to check that out, that's on the feed. 
jump right in, get started. A lot to talk about. Like I said, some really good games, some really bad games. We start with one of those really bad games. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, 35 and a half. Yes, it's not a typo. 35 and a half in a football game. Pittsburgh, a one and a half point favorite. Do the Dallas Cowboys outscore this entire game? Possibly. It's a potentially, it's potentially happening. Um, there's some potential weather in this game. We'll see how that kind of shapes up throughout the week. Um, let's start with Pittsburgh. Has Jalen Warren taken over the job? Um, I, I think is, I mean, ceiling wise, I, I think Jalen Warren has the higher ceiling. Najee is still getting the more, like more carries. Um, snap shares very close. Deontay Johnson is 4,900. He's still getting a bunch of targets over eight targets now in three of his last four games, but just an awful team. I, I mean, both of these teams are awful. Um, I, I can't get excited about playing anything here from Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it's pretty rough. Um, like Kenny Pickett, just it's really hard to play the passing game with with how Kenny Pickett has played. Uh, the running backs are a true split, like you said. It's we've known for a while that Jalen Warren was probably the more talented back, um, but the role is still 50 50. Like he only got there last week because he broke off a massive touchdown run, uh, 74 yard touchdown run last week. Still only nine carries. So, like, I think you could play either of the running backs. It's an ugly game, and I'm not, not sure that I get there. Um, but they're both really cheap. I'm not not scared of the Cincy run defense very much. And with Joe Burrow now out, I feel like Pittsburgh can play in this game. Like Pittsburgh just always finds a way to keep games close, and they have a winning record this year. And they're just they're completely overperforming as a team. Not not a fun team DFS wise, but I think we can look at the running backs here if if there's a little bit of weather, just because they're both so cheap. But that's the only thing I'm interested in. Maybe maybe yeah. the defense too. Bengals are 30th in run DVOA. They're allowing the second most rushing yards per game. So, like, I, I think this is an upside spot for a running back for Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, if you're building a 20-entry max, I think you make a group of zero to one of these guys and just hope that you get the ceiling out of one of these guys. But, I mean, it, it, honestly, it could be either one. Um, I, I Again, I think Warren has the higher ceiling. So, like, Warren would be the guy that I'm targeting here. And I kind of like the Pittsburgh defense. I mean, this is a young quarterback that has a ton of talent around him. And I mean, we'll see how Jake Browning kind of does here, but I think the Pittsburgh defense is playable um, in this game. Cincinnati side. I mean, again, here we go. Young quarterback, but the talent, he has so much talent. Um, Yeah. I mean, you, you worry a little bit about, him just in general but i mean it's hard for me not to have slight interest and my concern is like you have a a defense that gets after the quarterback and you have an offensive line that struggle in pass blocking this season so like that's a concern for a young quarterback um but man you look at the talent that browning has like joe burrow has so much talent around him what are your thoughts here on the Bengals with browning at quarterback yeah, I can't remember this many quarterback injuries in a, in a given year in a very long time. So, like, that's why we're seeing all these totals under under 40. It's just crazy this year. But Browning actually gave a pretty good account of himself in that last game. I thought he looked very capable against a very tough Baltimore defense. Uh, he looked very mobile. He, he ran for 40 yards. So, I don't, I don't think it's crazy to, to throw out some Browning stacks here because, like you mentioned, the, the wide receivers are amazing. 
Um, Jamar Chase is one of the best in the NFL. He's at 8,300. That's a great pra- great price if we could trust the quarterback play. I mean, I know Pittsburgh's not the easiest matchup in the world, and, and maybe there's some weather here. So may- maybe we come off this game by Sunday, but I, I do think Browning looked capable. Um, Higgins is still banged up, but we, I mean, he did have a decent game his last time out, went over 100 yards. Um, they just had their bye week too, right? I think Cincinnati's coming off their bye. So no, they should be. They played week 11. They played their bye week, I think, was week eight. Okay. Higgins was out last week. That's what it was. Higgins has been out a couple of games. Week seven. That's why I'm not saying they played. Yeah, that week seven was their bye week. Yeah. So Higgins' health is still in question. That's notable. Um, Tyler Boyd is okay. I I don't know if there's a ton of ceiling there. It's really Chase that I think I would want to stack with. And like, Tanner Hudson is 2,700. He has started to carve out a nice little role for himself. Um, he has at least four receptions in, e- in each of the last three games. So maybe that's a product of Higgins being out and Higgins being back. Maybe that role kind of disappears. Uh, but just worth noting on Hudson, Chase is the real target here, though. If Higgins sits, I think you could take some shots on Irwin at 3,200. Like, you assume that these guys have practiced together both being like second unit type guys. So maybe there's a little bit of trust with the young wide receiver and a young quarterback. Um, And like, maybe that's why we take some shots on Tanner Hudson. Um, You know, young quarterbacks love to throw the ball to tight ends and he's 2,700, but I'm not getting excited about this game. I think this game has what 35 and a half. It's the second lowest total on the slate. Cleveland and Denver, I think is 34 or New England in 34 and a half. Um, Denver's 35 and a half as well. So yeah, low total for a reason. Um, not gonna go out of my way to fire up stacks in this game. <laughs> there's there's some good games. There's some good games on the slate. Let's get into one of those games. It's Jacksonville at Houston. 48 and a half total here. Jags, a one and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, we're gonna start with the Jags. Calvin Ridley finally decided he wanted to play football last week. That was good to see. 103 yards, two touchdowns. They had a run, like a sweet play with him. He ran for 18 yards. I don't expect him to do that every week, but it was good to see them wanting to get the ball in Ridley's hands. Um, Christian Kirk now 5,700. I could see a Christian Kirk bounce back game. I could see ETN have a, a solid game here, um, but I really want to attack Houston with the passing um, attack for Jacksonville. I think this is a spot. We take some shots on Lawrence. We take some shots on Ridley and Kirk. And I think he takes some shots on Ingram, 4,200 for Ingram. Um, When he scores a touchdown, he has so much ceiling, and he's yet to score a touchdown this season. So um, I I really like the Jags' pass offense in this game. Yeah, I I do as well. Um, Zay Jones coming back was like just – it's bizarre that Ridley plays better with Zay Jones on the field. Like I I don't understand that. Like just from a football sense, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, Maybe he clears out the field a little bit for him. I, I don't know what the, the correlation is there, but Ridley has had his best games this season when Zay Jones has been on the field as well. Um, I, I still think I prefer Kirk in this spot. I'm happy to see Ridley finally go off um, after a couple of several down weeks, actually. Um, but Christian Kirk is really the volume guy. He's my main target here, and I love the Ingram call. Like, he's going to score eventually. The, the red zone role has not been great, but, like, Come on, this is a, a really talented pass catcher. He has a massive target share. It's it's just insane that he hasn't scored yet this season to me. So love the Ingram call. Uh, I think Kirk is my favorite of the wide receivers. 
and I think ETN is in play as well. He's still expensive, seventy one hundred. Um, but I do love the role. Houston, not a not a defense I'm afraid of. I think he can play ETN as well. Yeah, I mean the Houston defense has been better um, this season. Like it overall, has. they've been better this season. Like they were a defense for years. We just said, all right, we're picking on this defense. But like they at least earned our respect at this point. Um, so. I think I really think I want to attack them with the passing offense. I don't think Etienne's a bad play by any means. Um, like his his role of he just on the field so much, just you don't get those type of running backs, um, especially at like seven K. You know, these are this he has like a Christian McCaffrey type role, and McCaffrey is three thousand dollars more. So uh Houston side Pierce practice full on Wednesday. Um, I think that's going to kind of crush Singletary a little bit here at 6K. Don't think I want to touch that situation. But, man, sign me up. CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico Collins. Um, I'm not stopping. There's no reason to stop um, Dalton Schultz. Like, the pass attack is just there. They're trusting this young quarterback, and he's just doing his thing. Over 300 passing yards in three straight games. Great matchup. Jacksonville allows the fifth most passing yards per game. Um this defense is going to get after Stroud. Don't get me wrong, but they stop the run. They funnel the pass, and it's a great matchup for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I, I love C.J. Stroud again this week. Like, dude just looks so legit. Um, the running back situation, can't touch that with Pierce expected back. Uh, Singletary's price has now come up after he's played really well in um, Pierce's absence. The, and finally, the DK algorithm has caught up to Tank Dell being an outstanding wide receiver, and he's all the way up to 6,900. So you actually have to think about it a little bit this week, but still a little bit underpriced for his role. Uh, I mean, he's he's hit 30 a couple of times this season. Still very playable at 6,900 here against a, a Jacksonville p- passing defense that you can attack through the air in the dome at home. So I'm still very much in on Tank Dell and Nico Collins as well. Uh, uh, Noah Brown's status still up in the air, so have to see if he makes it back. That that would be a slight downgrade to Dallin Collins, I think, um, just because I think he's going to step back into a role. Who I think Robert Woods is the one that takes the biggest hit there. But yeah, I mean, there's there's massive upside. C.J. Stroud is is legitimate and like on his way to like top. He's already a top ten quarterback, I would say, but on, on his way to more than that. Yeah, I mean, is if Brown sits, is is Woods playable at 4K in like a double stack situation? Like thinking of like his targets, he dropped a touchdown last week. Um, I think it was last week. My my weeks are all messed up. I'm sorry. I was off for a week. Um, my weeks are all messed up. But like eight targets last week. If Brown sits and we get Robert Woods six to eight targets at 4K, he scores a touchdown. I mean. He gets 15 to 20 points at 4K. Shroud throws for 300 plus, and like you get Dell or Nico right. I mean, I, I think you could look at Robert Woods in a double stack situation if Brown sits. Yeah, I, I think you can do that. I would prefer Schultz just because Woods is kind of he's up there in age. I think the ceiling is a little bit limited, but if this game is going off, then then Woods can certainly get there at 4k uh like you said eight targets last week so it's not like he hasn't had the opportunity i just think the ceiling's a little bit limited but the price is right if brown misses yeah i mean listen i i played one main team last week um just to keep refreshed a little bit and i mean cj stroud was a stack for me and i, I think that 
7700 is a, a really steep price tag. Like we're getting into Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen type price range. Um, I think Stroud's playable. Don't get me wrong in like stack situations where you're just like stacking up this game. But I don't think he's like the main main lineup type quarterback play this week. Um, factoring in price like we're factoring in price. Trevor Lawrence on the same side of this game is 6400 He's $1,300 less. And he he has 30-plus point upside. I don't get him, expect him to get two rushing touchdowns again like he did last week, but he showed us that like he has the ability to run the ball in. So um, it's tough for me. I, I mean, I like Stroud. I, I like him a lot. But, I mean, even like thinking of like cheaper quarterback plays like a Matthew Stafford – 6300 going up against arizona type play um so i love cheap quarterbacks i'm a sucker for cheap quarterbacks we're going to talk about a cheap quarterback that i really like this week that i mean you got to dig the stash i'm just i'll I'll leave it at that (laughs) all right carolina (laughs) at tennessee 37 total here tennessee a four point favorite in this game um i mean tennessee's a pass funnel so I, I think this is a spot you could take some shots on Adam Thielen. That might be it. I, I, that really like might be where I stop my interest. Um, Mingo's getting targets at 3,300. He's just not doing anything with them. DJ Chark has just kind of fallen off. I, I really think like Adam Thielen get those double digit targets and take some shots here um, in, against a pass funnel defense. Yeah, I don't mind that call. Bryce Young just he, I mean, just the the difference in how Bryce Young has played compared to CJ Stroud is man, Carolina has, fans have got to be hurting over that decision. Uh I know it well as a, a Bears fan who watched them draft Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson. So, it is that type of situation. Like it's it's it might turn into that bad of a decision. Um but to be fair I, though, to be fair, Houston's pass block is like middle of the road and Carolina's pass block is one of the worst in the NFL. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just, I mean, nobody and like, expected Tank Dell and Nico Collins to take massive leaps either. Um, I would, I like Thielen is still good. There's plenty of juice there. I'm not sure Mingo and shark are, are actually good. So I would say that uh, Stroud has better weapons as well. And listen, I'm not discounting CJ Stroud. He's playing phenomenal. I'm just saying like, I don't want to like instantly write off Bryce Young yet. That's all I was saying. Um, no, that's not, fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not playing him in this spot, but I will play Thielen. Yeah, I'm with you. You can play Thielen because of, he's pretty much a lock for double digit targets, but I'm not. I'm not stacking uh, Bryce with him. Running back situation's a mess. Tennessee's good against the run anyway. Um, yep. I don't think I want to touch the tight end situation. Hurst is in concussion protocol. Um, if he were to sit Tremble's 2,600, maybe you take a shot on Tremble at 2,600 in large field tournaments where you're building 150 teams and or even like a 20-inch max and you want to get a cheap tight end play in some in lineups. But I think overall, um, it's ceiling. Uh Tennessee. Hey, you know what Carolina is really bad at? Stopping the run, really bad at stopping the run. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry might run for two hundred yards in this game if he plays. Yeah, he he really might, and he's sixty four hundred. Like we have, I don't know if we've seen a ceiling game from Derrick Henry all season long. He did have one twenty seven point game. Um, he just hasn't been the same explosive guy that that breaks off massive runs for most of the season. 
Um, this is a spot for him to do it. If he's ever going to do it at home, favored against the worst team in the NFL, the worst run defense in the NFL. Like this is the Derrick Henry spot of all Derrick Henry spots. Uh, the defense is certainly in play. So I don't mind that stack. If you want to want to use Henry in a Titan stack, not that the Titans defense is great, but Carolina's line is bad. Like you were mentioning, they could get some sacks here. Um, if Carolina's behind, they have to throw it a little bit more than they want to. Uh, maybe get a couple of turnovers as well. So I, th- I think the Henry Titans D stack is is definitely in play. Outside of like Pittsburgh, where he averaged 4.4 yards per carry, like has he had a good matchup this year? Like, I mean, Jags, they're 29th. They allow only 87 yards rushing per game. Tampa's good against the run. Pittsburgh's good against the run. Or Pittsburgh's okay against the run. I mean, they're, they're probably the worst of like the teams. Like Atlanta... They're worse against the pass. Baltimore's good. Indy's good against the run. Cincinnati is good against the run. Cleveland's good against the run. Like New Orleans is good against the run. Like Derrick Henry hasn't had that game, but Derrick Henry hasn't really had a great matchup. Like he and like you got to remember like who's playing quarterback too for this team. Um, and his so, offensive line's terrible, so it, it's still it, not like it's not a slam dunk, but it is it is as good of a matchup as you could possibly ask for 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 the big dog i think you gotta i think you gotta rely on henry if you're tennessee in this game i think you gotta get him 20 plus carries and just attack this run defense but i mean it's tough because like it's not like spears is going away like spears has been playing great he's had some big runs um and he's not going away i I think you could take some shots on deandre hopkins uh just because like we've seen that levis likes this guy he's gonna get hopkins the football hopkins is 6100 it's a fair price tag. It's not the best, but I, I like the Henry Tennessee stack, defense stack. Yep. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention for Tennessee before we move on? Um, Burks still in the concussion protocol, did not practice on Wednesday. I mean, Westbrook only had one extra tar- one target last week. It's not like um, – and like Moore only had one target. Uh, yeah, and they, yeah. they were behind in that game for, what, the whole game? Yeah, Hopkins is really the only one I would even consider, and I'm not all that interested there either. All right, then we shall move on. We got New Orleans at Atlanta. 42.5, Atlanta, one-and-a-half point favorite here. Um, So do we know, like Derek Carr practiced fully Wednesday, but he hasn't officially been cleared for concussion protocol. Um. So we'll see if he's practicing fully on Wednesday. We we assume he's going to be um a, get through concussion protocol. Can we get Jameis? Man, Jameis was chucking. Um, <laughs> love it. Let's give us Jameis. Um, I mean New Orleans. I I like attacking the Atlanta pass defense. I've talked about it all season. I feel like I think this is a spot you could take some shots on Alave. I, I think. I'm probably off of Kamara at 8,400. Like they're giving, they're giving enough work to like Williams and they're getting um, Miller a little bit involved as well that I'm probably just going to stay away from Kamara and I'm going to, and like Taysom Hill gets enough work that like the red zone work is just so like diminished. I think it's a lot. Alave, um, I if Carr plays, I have some slight interest. If Winston plays, I have a ton of interest at forty nine hundred. Yeah, I'm with you on the Kamara stuff. Like the role, like it just isn't 
the same. And he's like the rushing role. He's always kind of been a split guy, but uh, Miller lit, missed last week as well. And he still only had nine rushing attempts. He did get seven targets, which was nice to see. Um, but like with Miller expected back, like I just, I don't think that I can play Alvin Kamara. Like you said, uh, Jam- uh, Jamal Williams has been mixed in. They used Taysom Hill down in the red zone. I just I can't do it. So it's a lobby for me as well. You can take shots on Shahid. Um, I, I agree. I think they have more upside with Jameis at quarterback just because he's willing to chuck it down the field um, where Carr is more of a, a check down guy. But I think they're both in play regardless. Um, I don't know that I'm using I, – I wouldn't use Jameis if he was playing. I'm definitely not using Carr in any scenario. Taysom Hill is still 5K. I don't know. I think he's still playable. He just has unique upside at the tight end position. I don't hate a couple of shots on Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill can get two rushing touchdowns in any game. So like yeah. that is that is like his his upside. And like we we should mention Mike Thomas got put on the IR on Tuesday. So I mean there's a few extra targets for potentially like a, a guy like Shahid and a guy like Taysom Hill. Um so I, I like Shahid. I think he has some I think he has that big play upside in this game where like he could score a 50 yard touchdown so i I think shahid at 4300 very playable in tournaments um you're no fun by the way if you don't like Jameis winston at 4900 against atlanta's pass defense you're no fun (laughs) like we're just gonna call it how it is keith's no fun um the problem is he's gonna throw three picks with his three touchdowns so i'll just play the wide receivers yeah, there you go. <laughs> that does speed up the game, though, and then he gets more passing attempts, which is fantastic. We l- love the target games Jameis is playing in. I just don't know if I want to play Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, at 4,900, I will play some Jameis. Um, he's going to chuck, man. Three touchdowns and three interceptions with 300 yards at 4,900. <laughs> I will sign me up. Yeah. Oh, you you can't guarantee three touchdowns though. Atlanta side of this game, Desmond Ritter back at quarterback. Um back at starting quarterback. Yeah. Um the, this whole situation. Anyway, um as far as like the New Orleans New Orleans defense goes, they are like a middle of the road defense overall. Um they, they do a lot well, but they don't do anything like great, if that makes any sense. Um, what do you like here for Atlanta? It's tough for me with Ritter back at quarterback. I, I played quite a bit of Atlanta with Heineke at the helm. Um, never really quite got there either, but I think there, it's a definite definite downgrade to Ritter. Heineke's just willing to take more chances. Um, I don't know. You can play London. You can play Pitts. I, I'm not using Ritter in any stacks. I know he's gotten there a couple of times this year because he, he does have rushing upside. It's just I, I struggle. I think the New Orleans defense is, is pretty solid. They haven't performed as well as past years, but they're they're still good here. Um, and then the running back situation, we keep trying to make Bijan work. Good workload finally last week. I just don't know that it's sticky. I think it was a lot of people complaining to Arthur Smith that he wasn't using their first-round pick enough, and he finally gave in. I don't know that it's going to stick is my only concern. He's up to 6,500. I respect the New Orleans run defense. Probably don't get to Bijan in this spot. I'm I'm probably mostly out on on Atlanta altogether. Is Arthur Smith the worst football coach in the NFL? Has to be. Like, it's just so frustrating. Uh, uh, question mark. I'm not going to give my thoughts. I'm just going <laughs> to say question mark. I don't. I don't want to like hate on someone doing their job. Um. But yeah, 
<laughs> no. You spend the seventh, I think it was seventh overall pick on a running back, and you only use him half the time. Not great. Not great. Yeah. And he's so talented. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he's you see some of the plays he makes, and you're like, how is this guy getting two targets a game? Like, I don't know. Um, Atlanta's a mess for me. If anything, Johnny or Kyle or, or Pitts, like that's where I would be. Um, it's just taking it like New Orleans has been awful against tight ends this season. So like taking a shot on one of the tight ends, I think would be my play. Like Ritter was using both of these guys quite a bit. Um, you know, we saw some, some ceiling games from John So just taking a shot on one of the tight ends, um, as much as I love Drake London and he's five K and I would love to play him. I would play him if Heineke was starting at five K, but, and like, you think that he potentially gets Lattimore, so maybe that bumps the tight ends even more. Um, so maybe maybe the tight ends are more playable. But again, like the, now you're dealing with like a tight end situation that's like a a shared situation, and what yeah, a they're mess. on the field together a lot though too. Like they'll use Smith in line and and use Pitts out of the slot. So what I a agree. mess! They're, they're, they're both it's a mess. It's it's a total mess. Oh gosh, <laughs> get him out of here. All right. <laughs> New England at the New York Giants. This game is awful. Um, 33 and a half total or 30. It's up to 34 and a half. Um, it, it's been bet up a little bit. We got Zappy going up against DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> it's <buddy>. a real thing. <laughs> um, is there anything you like here for New England? Like, so, is there anything you want to touch? I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, and if you stretch and try really hard to make something work. I'm not playing pass catchers attached to Bailey Zappi. No way. But uh, Ramondre, maybe. That's about it. And it's a very questionable maybe. Are we sure that Zappi is going to start, though? Like, they have... they Because they said Mac Jones practice Wednesday. So, make maybe... Or Tuesday, maybe Jones start? I... Listen. I think listen. he just got straight benched. <laughs> they're They're awful. Yeah. You can take shots on Stevenson at 5,800 if you really want to because he's really talented and they're using him finally. <laughs> but gosh, what a terrible game. It's the Giants defense. So, like, all joking aside, Stevenson at this price tag is really fair. I mean, it's a really fair price tag. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback. He's going to get work out of the backfield. He's going to get some targets. Stevenson, very, very solid play. Um, all like it just. You got to joke about it a little bit because this game's just so bad. But like, you take the jokes away, and I think that you could take shots. Um, I don't think I want to play Douglas. If I was going to play a, a wide receiver, he'd be the play. He does have at least seven targets in three straight games. You the, you worry though, like if New England gets up in this game, they just pound the rock, and that's kind of right. why I like Stevenson. So, New England defense, I think, is another thing you can look at here. I think you can look at the Giants defense too, going to the other side of this game. Because New England stinks. Um, and as a Dolphins fan, it feels so good to say that because for so many years, they just smashed us. Um, <laughs> it's Saquon. If you want to play anything here, you play Saquon. Um, he's just a guy that doesn't come off the field. He's going to get the c- carries. He's going to get the targets. He's going to get the red zone work. Uh, it, it's it's Saquon, but I don't think this is a ceiling spot for him. So... I know you were on vacation last week and one Grant Niefer was on this podcast and talked himself into thinking that, that Tommy DeVito was an actual decent play against the Washington commanders and props to Grant. He was right. 
DeVito put up 22 and a half fantasy points. He threw two I don't touchdowns. know that I can. What's that? He threw two touchdowns. Yeah. Three yeah, touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yep. Um, so props to Grant for talk- he and he kind of talked himself into it uh, while we were doing the podcast as well. At first we were like, no way, uh, but then we just started talking about how terrible the Washington defense was, and like he kind of came to the conclusion that he was playable. Um, didn't quite talk me into it. I did not have any Tommy DeVito <laughs> last week, but uh, I mean, he didn't look awful last week. I'll just say that I don't think the New England defense is great by any means. So I think there are crazier things that you can do, but I, I agree with you. It's it's Saquon, and it's most like the figuring out the wide receiver situation is so hard, and I just I don't want to try to take shots. Like I know it's really cheap; it's a super cheap stack, but uh, I I just don't see myself getting there. So Saquon only for me. Also, I will say if Shepard and Slayton both sit with Waller out, I, I would take shots on Robinson at thirty eight hundred. He's too cheap. Uh, he's just too cheap. Uh, I mean, Hodgins, like, you could take shots on either one of these guys because, I mean, they're just going to run a ton of routes. Um, and I, I don't think Bellinger is, like, a good tight end that they want to use a lot. But I think I would take a shot on the cheaper wide receivers. But this game stinks. It's so bad. It smells like, like bad leftovers from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Shout out, Grant. Um, thanks for <laughs> filling in for me last week. I appreciate it. Tampa Bay at Indianapolis taking on the Colts 43 and a half total in this game. Colts, a two and a half point favorite. I like this game way too much. Um, I need you to wind me back here and tell me that I should not like this game so much because this game's in a dome. It's on the fast track in Indy. You got two quarterbacks that love to chuck and you have two offenses that love to chuck. Um, man, talk, talk to me here. Keith, talk me off this game. Talk to me about Tampa Bay. Oh, buddy, I am not your guy to talk you out of this oh, game yes. I am so in love with it also. When you said the mustache, I, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, wheels up, baby. Oh, man. The the Tampa Bay side, I don't know if I need to play Baker because I'm, I'm with you on the other side of this game. I think I want to go that route. But that doesn't mean I'm not playing Tampa Bay pieces. Mike Evans is the very clear alpha in this offense. The way that Indy plays defense, their best – secondary member is their slot cornerback so he's going to be locking godwin down on the inside and indy is awful to outside wide receivers so mike evans is going to have a monster game in this spot mike evans might be my favorite wide receiver on the entire slate you can play rashad white certainly he has an awesome role uh he's been catching a ton of passes out of the backfield um Kate Otten has has shown signs of life. I don't love that play, but if you're trying to get a, a cheap piece of this game on the other side of a, a Minshew stack, he's certainly in play. But Mike Evans, man, that, that's where I'm at on Tampa Bay. I, I might end up on some Baker stacks just because I like Evans so much and do like an Evans-Otten type of thing, or even Evans-Rashad White I think is, is playable. Um, but I, I think I'll play more. I know I'll play more Minshew than I will Baker, but Mike Evans is, is my favorite play from the entire game. And maybe the entire slate. Yeah, I like Evans a lot. Um, I'm right there with you. Like his red zone work is just unmatched. Um, he he just he's Godwin is really good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but like Evans is the guy when they get in the red zone, they're gonna look for Evans. Um, his big playability is just massive. I don't make I don't mind Kate Otten here. He's definitely carved out a role. Um, so I don't mind taking some shots on Kate Otten at 3200 if you're looking for a cheaper tight end play. I like the other tight end in this game too. Um, 
So we'll talk about that. But yeah, I, again, I just wanted to mention White. Like the Colts have been a little bit worse against the run this season than like in years past. They really have struggled with like pass catching running backs too. Like his floor is massive. Like this is a guy, if you're a cash game player, like you could play White in cash games because he's getting so much work out of the backfield plus the rushing attempts and plus the red zone work. So I think White at 6,100 is one of the better running back plays. Um, and I'm with you. I don't think you have to play Baker. I think you could you could do like a Minshew, Pittman, Evans, White stack in this game. Um, you get really unique with stacks in this game. That's why I like it so much. All right, let's talk about the stash. Minshew, 5,100. I am a sucker for cheap quarterbacks. I'm a sucker for quarterbacks going up against defenses that love a pass funnel. I'm going to play some Minshew. I think Pittman is phenomenal this week. I think he's going to absolutely smash. The targets are there. I mean, I think you could take shots on Josh Downs uh, at 4,800, but I really think it's a Pittman game. Granson, if Ogletree sits, gets a little bit of a bump. Um, so I don't mind Granson at 26. He needs a touchdown to pay off his price tag. I think it's a Pittman week. I think Pittman's going bonkers this week. Yeah, I love the, the Pittman call. Josh Downs' targets have kind of been going away a little bit. Alec Pierce has been getting a little bit more involved. Um, Pittman is always going to be there. Like he's going to be the top target earner in the offense. He just, he needs the touchdown. We, we know the volume is going to be there. Can he find the end zone is, is the biggest key. Um, I like the Granson call a lot too, especially if Ogletree misses. I've actually played Granson a, a couple of times this season and he's fallen just short of the end zone on like two or three occasions. And just drove me absolutely bonkers. But I, I think he's a talented guy. He's He earns targets when he's out there. So I, I love the Granson call as well. Minshew is definitely in play as a cheap quarterback with massive upside in the dome here. Tampa Bay has not been able to stop anybody here recently. Uh, San Francisco tore him up. Who uh, Buffalo went off against them. Houston is the team that really got him. Uh, C.J. Stroud went up and down the field to come back in that game on this defense. So I just don't think Tampa Bay's defense is any good. I do think Minshew is good. He's an underrated quarterback still. Uh, Pittman is clearly his top target. I think you can take shots on on a cheap Granson at tight end. The running back situation is is like Zach Moss is not going anywhere is the problem, and Tampa Bay is a, a massive pass funnel. So as much as I want to play jo Jonathan Taylor, I don't think this is the week. Um, but he's got some big game, games coming down the stretch for sure. And he's coming off of a bye, right? They were they were on bye last week, I'm pretty sure. Um, yes. So week 10, I don't know. How much did they really use? Um, that, that was the Germany game, right? Like nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, if game. I remember watching. Yeah, so like Jonathan Taylor played 89% of the snaps in that game. Moss was on the field for 14% of the snaps. So, I mean, maybe Taylor is playable at 6,900. Like, if if we're trying to get ahead of this, like, if 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 Moss is really just kind of going away and they're like, hey, we paid Taylor, we're going to let him do his thing. Um, 6,900, he's another guy that can get, like, five, six catches out of the backfield, has touchdown upside, and if he's going to be on the field <laughs> – at 88% of the rushing attempts in that game, you had 23 rushing attempts or 26 rushing attempts. So, uh, or 23 of the 26, sorry. But yeah, I think Taylor, I think he's playable. My running back, like I have a lot of question marks on my running backs right now, um, just overall on the main slate from what like my research is. So I have a good idea what I want to do at quarterback and wide receivers. So 
Um, I, I think Taylor's on my list right now. We'll see how the week kind of shapes up, but gosh, I can't overlook the 89% of the snaps for Jonathan Taylor. Like Jonathan Taylor at 89% of the snaps is too cheap at 6,900. Yeah, I agree. Like that, that Germany game being off the main slate wasn't paying that much, that close of attention to the snap share. So hadn't gotten that far in my research yet. That That's a very interesting note yet right there. And I don't think, I don't think he was banged up. Was he like Moss? I don't think so either. I was just looking around while you were talking about it a little bit and I don't see any, like, I don't see any reason why other than Taylor is finally just up to full speed. Um, yeah. But it was that big of a split. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe take some shots on Taylor. Like, I think it's worth a, worth a shot or two. All right, moving on. We got Rams at Arizona, 44 and a half total in this game. Rams, a one and a half point favorite. Let's start with that Los Angeles Rams team. Um, we should note Cooper Cup. Did not practice on Wednesday. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, Puka is dealing with a shoulder injury, but he's expected to play through it. Um, the big thing here is Williams is coming back. It sounds like he's 6,600 full practice Wednesday was an ankle injury. Everything I, I've read is he's back to full speed. He kind of, he goes into this lead back role, right? He goes back to 70 plus percent of the snaps. Uh, what do you like here for the Rams? Yeah, I mean, I think we have to start with Kyron Williams because the Arizona run defense is is awful. Um, I don't think Daryl Henderson or Royce Freeman are talented, and K- Kyron Williams is. So I, I kind of agree. Like, I feel like we don't need to wait and see it with Kyron. We just jump right back on. It's a great matchup. That They have a chance to play with a lead in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think Kyron Williams is my favorite target on the Rams, especially with the, the receivers being banged up. Um Man, I had so much Cooper Cup last week. I just thought he was underpriced at 8,100. That that injury was brutal. Um, left the game early, early in the game, first quarter, I think it was maybe even. Um, Nakua had a great game after that. He's dealing with multiple injuries. It seems like too. Like before coming into that game, he was questionable with something, and now he's got the shoulder. I just I don't think I need to play the passing attack here. I feel like Kyron Williams is the way I get my Rams exposure. Um, if I was going to play a receiver, it's probably Puka. I think he's a little bit healthier than Cup, but with both of them having questionable tags, probably need to see how that the, the injury situation plays out there. If, if one say, miss and the other plays, yeah. then, then you have to consider it highly. If one misses, I think Atwell could be in play for large field tournaments. Um, uh, yeah, Arizona is a team that you can beat with the long ball, so Stafford's not afraid to chuck it up there. I think Stafford is okay um, play this week. I don't think like he's a great play, but I think he's an okay play. Um, he's going to have to do it through the air and throw like the three touchdown game he's yet to do this season. Um, so I, I think he's playable. Not my favorite play. If I end up in that range and I want to do like a Ram stack, I don't hate it. Arizona's defense is bad, like you mentioned. Yep. Uh, let's go to the Arizona side. Kyler Murray. Hey, he's come back. Um He's played some games and he's looked okay. You know, like 51 rushing yards last week. You know, we were kind of, you know, really interested to see how his rushing attack or was going to be just in general. I mean, we're watching the injury news here. I I know a lot of people and myself played Rondell Moore last week. Um, One target, one catch, 48 yards and a touchdown. (laughs) Um, Dude has a monster play and then just disappears. Um, Dorchich had um, a lot of the work. Wilson 
Marquise Brown, both questionable again already this week. Uh, Hollywood dealing with like a heel injury, and Wilson has still not returned to practice. What are you doing with Arizona? Yeah, I'm I'm interested just because the, the receivers are still really cheap outside of Hollywood Brown, who, I mean, he's really cheap too, but he just hasn't hasn't shown up with Kyler, which is odd because they had such a good connection in years past. It's kind of weird to see Hollywood take a step back once Kyler took over. But starting with Kyler, I think you can certainly play him still, even though the price is up to 6,900. That rushing upside, the the rushing touchdown upside is, is immense with him. So still too cheap in my opinion. He should be more like 7,400 than 6,900. Definitely playable at this price. Who to stack them with? The first answer and obvious answer is Trey McBride. The, the role is just awesome for McBride. I know he didn't get there last week, but he still had seven targets. If he ever finds the end zone, it's going to be a smash for him. Um, 4700 still too cheap for the role that Trey McBride has. Uh, the wide receivers, like you mentioned, I played a, run, a ton of Rondell Moore as well because I thought he was going to be the volume guy like he had been. Um, turns out he just stepped into Michael Wilson's role. And, and caught a t- long touchdown, and that's all he did the entire game while Greg Dortch ran out of the slot and had eight targets and six receptions. So I, if Hollywood misses, maybe you can play Rondell. Like, I don't think I'm going to play. He's still 3,600. Just know that you're playing him for the long touchdown now rather than the eight targets is the only only difference I would say. You could argue that he has more upside in that way because if he does catch four or five balls, including – a 40 yard touchdown, like that's a smash, especially at, at 3,600. Um, but just know that the role has changed from what it what it was earlier in the season. Now, maybe if Michael Wilson is back, that changes. And the other thing is Zach Pascal missed last week as well. So this receiver room is a mess, and I don't really know what to do it with it at this point until I know who's playing. So I have interest here. I want to play Kyler, I want to play McBride, and I'll probably be using at least one of these wide receivers just. At this point, as we're recording, I, I have no idea which one it's going to be. Is this a spot like we could potentially play James Conner a little bit? Um, obviously, I don't know if I want to play him with Kyler, um, but I, I mean, I think the matchup is okay. Like the Rams have struggled against the run this season, and like James Conner back to 70% of the snaps last week. Um, Tony Jones got a little bit of work out of the backfield, but like James Conner was back to being like the guy. I think like fifty nine hundred is a good price tag for him because he he is a guy that's capable of getting you know three to five catches. Um, if he's going to get three to five catches, fifteen to twenty carries, I mean I, I I don't hate it, but you you worry about like Kyler getting the rushing touchdown, yep. um, like scrambling from five yards out and scoring a touchdown. I like McBride. McBride's my favorite play, and then I just want to kind of see how everything plays out. Um, if Hollywood is good to go, I have a ton of interest in him. Uh, I think people are are jumping off the ship too fast. So that's fair. Yeah, uh, on on the counter stuff, exactly what you said about Kyler rushing touchdowns is would be my counterpoint to that. I think the role is great for Connor. I just I worry about the goal line stuff just because Kyler is so good at scrambling around and and finding the end zone from from short yardage situations. Like if they roll him out, it's just too hard to stop him. Like either, he's either going to throw it or if they sag back on him a little bit, he just runs it in. So. I, I do worry about the the uh, touchdown upside for Connor, but the role for 5,900 looks really good outside of that. Cleveland at Denver, 35 and a half. Denver, one and a half point favorite. Cleveland Browns um, defense is just so good. Best defense in the NFL. 
um, anything on the offense. Like Denver's really bad against the run. Should we be looking at Jerome Ford here at 5,600? Maybe he's more of a Fanduel play, but I think Jerome Ford, like I worry a little bit about Kareem Hunt and how much work that he gets, but I think Ford could have a big game here. I don't mind the Ford call. I think this Denver defense is better than like they were so, so bad to begin the season. Like some of their numbers are still skewed. They've been a much better defense here recently over the last four or five weeks. So like while on paper, it looks like a great matchup and I still think it's like an above average matchup. I just, I don't think that the Denver defense is like bottom tier defense at this point. Um, They just, they got off to a really rough start this season that said, Ford at 5,600 is, is still playable. He has a, a, a nice role. Kareem Hunt's going to work in. Uh, but Ford is, is the guy that's pretty clearly ahead. Uh, and he's 5,600. So I, I do think he's in play. With Dorian Thompson-Robinson at, at quarterback, I don't know if I want to play pass catchers here. Um, he did look a, a little bit better last week. Better than his first start, that's for sure. Um, so maybe he he's a, a little capable here. Just like Denver's I think you attack Denver on the ground still. Um, like they still have Sertan on the outside who probably matches up with Cooper, who's the wide receiver I would want to play. Maybe you can play um, some Njoku here. I don't hate Njoku, but I, I agree. Ford's the play for Cleveland. Yeah, so looking at it, just looking at the last like four games for them, um, their pass defense has been a lot better. So the season they're allowing 254 passing yards per game. Over the last four games, they're allowing 208 passing yards per game. And we've seen that pass defense be, like just show up. Uh, was a Sertan, and like those guys have been playing really good for Denver. Pass or run defense, still terrible. They, they have really struggled against the run. They're allowing 14% of the rushing attempts to go for 10-plus yards. Um, it's the second highest in the NFL over the last month behind the Green Bay Packers. So I, I think that like you still want to attack this defense, like you said, by the run. Like, you want to attack this defense on the ground. They're playing a lot better. We got to give them credit. They're playing a lot better defensively. Um, Ford and I think the Cleveland defense. I think the Cleveland defense Ford stack is very playable in this game. Because uh, I don't know if they run Kareem Hunt a ton if they get up in this game. I think that they give, they still give Ford plenty of work in this game if the game is up. You know, they blew out Arizona not too long ago, and Ford had 20 carries, and I think Hunt had 13 or 14. So. You just worry about Kareem Hunt. I mean, that's the that's yep. the downside. Is like it's it's the same thing that we've dealt with um, with Chubb and Kareem Hunt for the last couple of years, but now it's Ford. And if it was Chubb in the spot, he'd be nine k. Um, Denver side of this game, I want nothing. I want nothing to do with this offense. I mean, Sutton's cheap at fifty four hundred. We have to respect like his red zone role. He scored a touchdown now in five straight games. Um, we have to respect that. But I'm not. I'm not touching anything. I want nothing to do with Denver in this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, it looked like Javante Williams was finally taking over this backfield. He had back-to-back weeks with 20 carries, and then all of a sudden, it went back to a timeshare last week. Um, so, in a really tough matchup against Cleveland, I can't touch the running back situation. If I was going to play one, the answer honestly might be Samaj P. Ryan, um, and you just hope that Cleveland gets a nice lead and P. Ryan catches five or six balls out of the backfield at 4,600. Um, but like the rushing upside is not there. Um, Javante just not getting the workload. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm looking at, he did, he did dominate carry still last week. He just only had 11 of them. They didn't run the ball that much. Um, they got behind but, in that game too. 
Yeah, and I think that's going to be a similar story here. There's just not, there's no rushing upside here for Javante, um, unless you think Denver can play with a lead. And I mean, DTR is the quarterback on the other side, so it's not the craziest thing. But I, I don't think I'm getting there, and I, I don't want to play pass catchers here against a, a really stout Cleveland defense either. So, yeah, I mean, the defense is the problem. Yeah, I, 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 for what it's worth, I think you could take some shots on Denver's defense in this game. I think both defenses are playable. Uh, but I mean, the, the spot is just so bad for Williams that I don't know if I necessarily want to play like Williams with the Denver's defense. So, um, just man, this is a spot you just the Cleveland defense is no joke, they're winning games for this team. Uh, moving on, we got Buffalo at Philly. Uh, I think this is the game of the week. I mean, I, th- I assume this is the game of the week for most people 48 and a half total. The public's game of the week. This is not our game of the week. No, no, I like this game. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I, uh, I do too, but I, I like the other one that we talked about more. Yeah, Philly, uh, Philly, a three-point favorite in this 48-and-a-half total. We'll start here with Buffalo. Uh, what do you like here for the Bills? Yeah, it's been a struggle for the Bills. Um, Philly is still really good on the ground, so I'm, I'm struggling. And B- Buffalo will pass it as much as they need to as well. Um, they've shown no qualms about that over the past several years, so I'm – Struggling getting to running backs. Um, Allen and Diggs are expensive, but I think that's where the upside lies. Certainly sprinkle in some Gabe Davis as well. Shakir, we've seen pop off for a couple of big games here recently. Um, only four targets, but caught a long touchdown pass. And then a couple weeks back, he had he had six targets and went for 90 yards. So Shakir at 3,600. If I'm stacking up Allen and need a cheap piece, I, I wouldn't rule out Shakir either. Like I said, I think, I think Allen could drop back 40 to 50 times in the spot and it wouldn't would like it wouldn't surprise anybody um Kincaid with Knox still out has had an awesome role one of my favorite tight end plays on the week he's had at least six targets in every game that that uh Dawson Knox has missed so 5300 is a great price uh for Kincaid's role yeah I want to attack Philly with the pass we've talked about this all year they've been one of the best run defenses they're allowing only 76 rushing yards per game lowest in the NFL but the fourth most passing yards per game. I think this is a game Josh Allen is going to have to rely on his legs and he's going to have to chuck. That's the type of games I think you want to play Josh Allen in. Those are the types of games he has like 30 plus point upside. He's 8,100. It's a really steep price tag. The guys you want to pay him with, Diggs and Kincaid. It's a really expensive stack. So you need him to have that ceiling game. It's very possible to have a ceiling game in this matchup. Um, I, I think like... You could get a little different and maybe go like Gabe Davis stacks with Kincaid with Allen and just hope that they catch two of the three touchdowns that Allen throws or something along those lines um, just to make the stack cheaper. But yeah, I think Diggs is one of the top, if not the top wide receiver on the slate. You have to attack Philly in the air. We know that Josh Allen is going to look to Diggs. Um, Kincaid, I'm with you. I think he's one of the top tight end plays on the slate. Double digit fantasy points. In five straight, we know Knox is not going to be back this week. They've already said that. Um, so, Kincaid, Diggs, Allen. Um, I don't think I want to touch the running backs here. If any running back, it'd be like Ty Johnson for me, just getting that pass work. But we've seen Cook be involved in the passing game enough that I just I just want to stay away from the running backs. Uh, Philly, Philly. I mean, gosh. So hard not to have a ton of interest in Jalen Hurts, but he's expensive too. Uh, Swift is banged up. We got to pay attention to this. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, it happened really late in that game. 
Brown, Devontae, they have the upside. They're expensive as well. If you're stacking this game, you just you have to hope this game goes to like 60 plus points because the, the stack <laughs> of this game is so expensive. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh for that reason, like I love Jalen Hurts. It's an awesome spot for him. Could be a back and forth, high-paced game. And like that's that's how these 8K guys pay off their price tags. We know he has as much rushing touchdown equity as any quarterback in the league. Um, I think just to save the money, I prefer Devonta Smith to AJ Brown. And that's the opposite side of what I've been on all season long. I will note um, and shout out to Britt for getting, writing up Devonta Smith's prop in the last game, uh, put some really good stats out there about how Devonta Smith plays without um, Dallas Goddard, who's going to miss this game again. Um, and he went off for eight eight targets, six receptions, and 99 yards against Kansas City. So a really good spot for Devonta Smith here without Dallas Goddard. I think he is the – you can save a little bit of money by going down to him over AJ. Um, AJ still has the ceiling, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I want a little bit of him as well. But I think I'll have more Devonta. Um, that like It's weird because nobody else really picked up usage on this Philly team, even though Goddard was out. Like – Devontae Smith is really the guy, and he already had a solid role. Um, but, like, we didn't see Julio Jones step into a bigger role or Zacchaeus or even e- any of the tight ends, like Stoll and Calcaterra. Just they're not very talented pass catchers to begin with. So I'm not looking at tight ends. Uh, I'm not looking at cheap wide receivers here. It's it's A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. If, if uh, DeAndre Swift does play, I do have interest there. Um, you've been able to run on Buffalo. I like Philly to win this game, and I think – playing from a lead that that Swift could could get some work here if he's healthy that is I will note that like the game was messy it was raining a lot in Kansas City um in that game and like Hurts only threw 22 times so we expect Hurts to throw 30 plus times most games especially in a high scoring game um unless he's just running the ball for 10 plus times so uh yeah so I think overall I love the Devontae Smith call. I think he has big upside. And like he has that big play upside too. He got tackled at the one. Like he was one yeah. yard away from a touchdown. So, and that would have got him the bonus too. If you were playing showdown on that game, <laughs> that, that was a brutal, brutal stop. Score already. <laughs> yeah. All right. Chiefs and Raiders. Point difference. <laughs> Chiefs and Raiders, where we finish out uh, 43 total. Kansas City, eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Let's start with the Chiefs. What do you like here for Kansas City? I like their defense for sure, um, which is like Kansas City's defense is still really good. They get Aiden O'Connell and a bad Raiders offensive line uh, on the other side. So 3,100 is way too cheap. I don't care that they're on the road. It's in a dome, which is better for offense. Don't care. Uh, This is a great spot for the Chiefs' defense. Um, Mahomes is expensive. I definitely prefer the two quarterbacks we just talked about over him. I just don't think that the Chiefs need to press much. I think their defense controls this game, and they put it on Las Vegas pretty heavily here. So I don't think that Mahomes has near the upside that Josh Allen and and Jalen Hurts do in that game where they could be going back and forth on each other. He's probably a lot lower owned than those two guys. So game theory-wise in a tournament, sure, if you want to. Uh, Travis Kelsey is the obvious target for him. Another expensive stack, though. Um, and the, the wide receiver room continues to be a mess. Um, Rasheed Rice looked like he was kind of separating. Still has the best role, I would say. As you mentioned, that that last game was a little bit messy. A lot, a lot of rain in Arrowhead. Um, 
in their last one. So maybe that's that's playing a little bit of an, an impact here. Although Justin Watson was a guy that just was all over the place in that game. 11 targets for Justin Watson. Yeah. I don't know that we see that again, but just worth noting, he's 3K and he, I don't think he has that kind of a role, but like five to six targets would not surprise me at all. 11 would shock me again if he if he gets that type of role. Um, I don't think that he's necessarily separate, separated from Rice or taking anybody else's job, but I do think he'll be on the field quite a bit. And then I, I, mean, I do want to mention Pacheco too. Like if I if I'm playing a ton of Chiefs defense and I think Kansas City's controlling this game, Pacheco's a great play. I mean, MVS just got them the game. I mean, you got it. Yeah. You got to catch that ball. It hits you in the hands. Yep. Like rainy conditions or not, like you got to catch that one. Like that pass couldn't have been better. Um, yeah. So I, I think Watson's really interesting because like Watson's 3K, um, you know, it, we're getting a slate was already announced type of play here at 3K. Watson very involved last week. And like before he got hurt earlier this season, like he was getting more and more involved. Um, I think when we see Patrick Mahomes start to trust a wide receiver yeah. and Andy Reid start to trust a wide receiver, they need somebody like rice. Rice. <laughs> has, like, yeah. Like, so I think rice has the, the like potential floor, but I, I think Watson very playable. Travis Kelsey has the ceiling. He's 8,200. He's 8,200. He is 8,200. <laughs> He's 2,800 more than any tight end on this slate. If Travis Kelsey does not have that like 30 point game, he probably doesn't get there. He might not get there with 30 fantasy points. Um, it, like Kelsey is always playable. You can play him on any slate. He's the best tight end in football. It's really hard to pay 8,200 for a tight end. And like, it's really hard to pay 8,200 for a wide receiver that's not going to get, you know, 10 to 15 targets. So. There was ever a spot to play Travis Kelsey. This would probably be one of them. I'm with you, though. I have interest in the Kansas City defense in this game. I think that this is a good spot for them. And if I'm pairing them with anybody, it would be probably be Pacheco. I think he gets the, the running work here. He just needs to score touchdown. Uh, Raiders, you got to attack this defense with the running game. Um, Josh Jacobs' price is fair. He, his role is kind of all over the place. Um, O'Connell's not great. He he's gonna throw a lot if this, they get behind in this game. So maybe you take some shots on Adams and Myers. We continue to see Mayer um, get more and more involved. He's twenty eight hundred, but I'm not excited about the Raiders in this game. No, I'm not either. I, I think Jacobs is definitely the best play. Um, it's it's that passing game role that's disappeared that I still have concerns about. Um, like I feel like we've talked about this before. Like Garoppolo is has checked down to his running back for years, and Aiden O'Connell hasn't shown the same willingness to do that. Um, so, like I want to play him in this spot because I think they're trailing and he can catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. But if he's not being used in that role, then all of a sudden I have zero interest, and I I just I'm can't be guaranteed that he has that role still. He hasn't had more than two targets in, in any of the games, last three games that Aiden O'Connell played. So, which is odd because O'Connell targeted him like 12 times or something like that in his first start. It's just bizarre that he's not getting passing down work. So, I don't know what to make of Jacobs quite yet. I feel like he's the only guy I have interest in. I know Adams has had a bunch of targets here recently, but he's 7,800. I'm struggling to get up to that. Like, if I'm playing a, a Raider, it's going to be because I'm running it back on the other side of Patrick Mahomes. I probably have Travis Kelsey in that lineup. If all of a sudden I'm trying to fit Devontae Adams in as well, 
I'm putting a lot of eggs in this in my in the basket that this game is going off. And I just I don't see this game playing out that way. I see it more as a Chiefs blowout and Las Vegas just struggles to do anything at all. So probably don't get to Adams. Myers is the cheaper option. Um, or Mayer, like you mentioned, like he's a guy I've played a lot. He might be my favorite option over over Jacoby. Um, but yeah, I, do, I don't have a ton of interest in Raiders overall. Thinking behind this game, should we be taking shots on Trey Tucker? Like he he ran 17 routes last week and had seven targets. Um, just worth noting, I think. Like Hunter Renfro had 19 routes run and he had five targets. Um, I mean, listen, Antonio Peters has come out and said, I know who my best player is and I'm going to try to give him the ball. So like Devontae Adams has the ceiling. Like, but at the end of the day, it's still O'Connell throwing him the football. Um, yeah. and, and, and like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just saying like, you know, it's not Aaron Rodgers throwing Devontae Adams the football where, you know, in the red zone, he's going to put it on his back shoulder and Devontae Adams is going to have two touchdown upside in every game. Like O'Connell can't do that. So listen, the targets are great. And like, if you find a, a book or a site, like one of the fantasy pro- projections um, sites, and you could take Adam's, you know, <laughs> target, go for it. I mean, like his targets are going to be there. Um, I worry about Myers, you know, just recently they're getting so many more people involved in the pass offense. Uh, Mayor Renfro, Tucker, uh, just I worry about that a little bit. That's all. All right, morning grind game. And then we'll get out of here, get some sleep, and go eat some turkey. Yes, sir. Quarter, quarterback for 300-plus passing yards. Who do you got? All right. I think I know where you're going here. I won't take your guy because I'm pretty sure I'm going to steal at least one answer from you later on. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll go C.J. Stroud here. Awesome matchup against Jacksonville. I don't want to take your guy, but I'm going to take your guy. <laughs> uh, was that your guy? <laughs> yeah, I love I love C.J. Stroud. Um, man, I love the stash. I don't know if he gets to 300 yards. I want him to get to 300 yards. Um that's Let's do it. Going. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Minshew. We'll take it. the stash. Uh, low on running back for a touchdown. It is Wednesday night now. Almost Thursday morning. Uh, ownership is definitely going to change. I don't even know if we have projected ownership up yet. Um, Nothing take a running back you think is going to be low owned. I'm pretty certain this guy is going to be low owned. Um, we saw Jalen Warren go off last week. Nobody's playing Najee Harris, and he's still getting work. He's 4900. I'm, I played him two weeks ago. I said I'd play more of him than Tony Pollard, and he straight up outscored Tony Pollard. I'm, I'm going back to the Najee Harris well here. Um, Cincinnati has a new quarterback. I don't like, I think Pittsburgh can stay in this game, and Najee Harris is going to have a role in a close game. If he's cheap, like he's, I know he's cheap, and if he's low owned, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a sprinkle or two. I'm going to go Jerome Ford to get a touchdown this week. I like that too. I think he'll be low owned. I mean, yeah, someone wants to play Cleveland. Quarterback, wide receiver, stack for a touchdown. Jalen Hurts to Devonta Smith. Uh, touchdown. How he's performed a little bit without Dallas Goddard. Think this is a great spot for him again. It, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley. Um, I think we are seeing them and want to get Calvin Ridley involved. I love this spot. I think this game's going to be a high scoring game, and. Um, Houston's pass defense has really been struggling. Wide receiver for eight plus targets. Mike Evans indoors against the Colts. I like it. I'm gonna go Pittman. That's who I written down. I'm gonna go with it. Um, 
I, that game, I, that game is the game. I was looking at my research and I was getting into my research and I instantly circled that game. So same. That's going to be a make or break awesome. game for me this week. Yep, I'm with you. Tight end for a touchdown, not named Travis Kelsey. Is Taysom Hill cheating? No. <laughs> Taysom Hill scoring this week. Oh, I like it. Uh, for the first time this season, Evan Ingram is going to score a touchdown. Let's <laughs> that's get the him. other guy I had written down. If you were not going to let me take Taysom, that's what <laughs> I had written down. It's going to happen. This guy has had six targets in every game since week two. Like Week one, he had five catches for five targets. Evan Ingram scores two or three touchdowns he's a top three tight end in production this season like oh gosh got to get him involved in the red zone defense for 10 plus points kansas city chiefs i just i don't think like kansas city's defense is really good first of all they held philly down for a lot of that game through through the first half at least um and they get las vegas who just their offensive line's bad their quarterback's bad i think it's going to be a rough day for the raiders yeah, I had wrote down Cleveland, but I hate taking the highest, like the most expensive um, defense. I don't ever look at pricing until we do the podcast. Um, that's how I've always done my research for football. Um, I'm going to switch it up, though, because I hate doing that. Let's go. Oh, let's go New England. New England defense against Giants. DeVito. He, he played way too good last week. He's going he's gonna <laughs> to take some. All right, let's go to the betting portion of the Morning Grind show. Uh, what do you got for us on against the spread or money line this week? I was surprised to see Philly at home only minus three. That's implying that these teams are virtually even, and I don't think that's the case. I think Philly's a lot better complete team. Buffalo's had their issues recently, so give me Philly minus three at home. I like it. I am going to take the Cleveland Browns money line to – cover and win this game i think the cleveland browns can beat denver this week denver's been playing great good for them cleveland defense is so incredibly good um so i'm gonna take the cleveland browns money line this week uh over under bet what do you got for us here's the one i'm pretty sure i'm taking from you it's tampa bay at Indy <laughs> over 43 and a half oh darn yeah for sure. <laughs> um very much on that one uh already already placed that one um yeah i love that one i, I mean it could easily not work out. Don't get me wrong. It could easily not work out, but that game just screams two, it. Yeah. Two bad defenses indoors, two quarterbacks that like to chuck the ball. Like it, it screams over. Yeah. This total's high, but I, I still like the over in this game. I'm going to go Houston and Jacksonville over 48 and a half. I, I think this game has a lot of potential overall. And again, we're in inside. And we got two quarterbacks that like to throw against two defenses that struggle against the pass. Uh, player prop. What do you got for us this week on the player prop side? Got Mike Evans sitting at four and a half receptions. Talked about how good of a spot this was for him. I, I love Mike Evans over four and a half receptions this week. Yeah. I mean, you, you make excellent points as far as like their slot corner and how they could potentially shut down Godwin a little bit in this game. Um, Evans over four and a half a minute. I'm with, I'm with it. Let's do it. I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud over 273 and a half passing yards. This is minus 110 on the hard rock. So I'm assuming that's really close to where it is, what it is everywhere else. Um, I mean, this guy has thrown for 336, 356, and 470 um, in the last three weeks. And he gets a defense that struggles. Um, he threw for 280 earlier this year against this team. And they're playing way better than they were earlier this year. So give me C.J. Stroud over 273 and a half passing yards uh pick and play what do you got for us on the pick side this week 
This one is, I, I saved this one specifically for Pickham because on the books, he's at 60 and a half in a lot of places. Devontae Smith is still at 56 and a half receiving yards uh, on prize picks. Love the over on Devontae Smith. Talked about him multiple times already as well, but uh, Devontae Smith more than 56 and a half receiving yards. Like trying to scroll because I don't, my keyboard is like up underneath my Mac. Um, I'm like, I want to put in our two pick so I don't forget <laughs> about it. I'll remember. So you said Smith is 48 and a half? 56 and a half. 56 and a half. I like it. But it's, six, it's 60 and a half at a lot of books. So it's probably moving towards that 60 number quickly. Get on it now. <laughs> they're all focused on, they're all focused Thursday. on this, all this stuff. Yeah. So yep. uh, I like Derrick Henry over or more than, uh, do they take it down? Hold on. They might have taken this down. I might have to give a different one. Oh, no, it's still there. 68 and a half rushing yards. More than 68 and a half rushing yards for Derrick Henry. It was hidden on the very bottom under everything else. Uh, so I like Derrick Henry this week a lot. I think this is a fantastic matchup for them. If they don't give the ball to Derrick Henry 25 times in this game, what like what are they doing? Uh, I mean, like, doing? yeah. like Yeah, so I, I really like that. Um, I also like Pittman's receiving or receptions. Um, I, I think Pittman's going to have a big week. So if you want a three-pick play, I know a lot of people like the three-pick plays over the two-pick plays. Um, I, I think Pittman is the one that I would pair with our two-pick play here. So uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I am ready to eat some turkey. Uh, this is a what? great – I actually I, – I hope that Tampa Bay Indy game doesn't get uh, a ton of ownership because just hearing you on it as, as heavily as I was – Maybe it gets a little bit popular. I'm still going to have some, though. I think that's, that's an awesome game. Hopefully, Philly uh, Philly Buffalo gets a little bit more of the ownership, and we can get some nice sneaky plays in Tampa Bay Indy. But let's go eat some turkey. It's one of those slates where, unlike my 20-entry max, I might just X out all these bad games outside of like defensive plays and maybe some like pairings with running backs and just play all of the plays that I like from those main games. Like uh, I have, like six quarterbacks written down right now that I like. Um, and I, I just don't think I, it's one of those weeks that I really want to overextend like running my stacks. So I'm really, I think I'm just going to kind of narrow down my player pool, focus on the games that I really like and see how it plans out, plays out. So um, are you, what's your favorite dessert for, for Thanksgiving? I, I asked Tim earlier. Um, he was a pecan pie guy. Ooh. What do you, what do you got for dessert for Thanksgiving? Pecan pie is a good one. Um, I love a good banana pudding as well. Oh, dude, banana pudding. <laughs> uh, you ever come to Florida? I have a place um, here right outside of Daytona that is fantastic banana pudding. So um, I'll have to I'll have to take you. So there you go. You have incentive now if you like banana pudding. Uh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's a barbecue place. Shocking. Uh, Josh said red velvet with pecans. I love red velvet cake, and I don't think I've ever had pecans in it. That's interesting. I am a, I'm an apple pie. I, I talked about this on the Thanksgiving podcast. Apple pie, Dutch apple pie, um, a homemade only. Josh, send me the recipe. I love red velvet cake, and I like pecans a lot. So uh, that's going to wrap it up. Hope everyone has a fantastic Thanksgiving. The Friday NBA podcast is questionable. We'll just call it that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a Thursday night record, and it's questionable. We'll see. Um, if not, we'll see you guys Monday. I hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Back with the NFL podcast next week, next Thursday, as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.